The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. At long last, it's Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, October 20th, 2023. Friday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year A, Cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Paul of the Cross. Born in 1694 in northern Italy, he lived at a time when many regarded Jesus as a great moral teacher, but nothing more. After a brief time as a soldier, he turned to solitary prayer and developed a devotion to Christ's passion. He was known as one of the most popular preachers of his day, both for his words and for his generous acts of mercy. In 1720, he founded the Congregation of the Passion, whose members combined devotion to Christ's passion with preaching to the poor and rigorous penances. Known as the Passionists, they add a fourth vow to the traditional three of poverty, chastity, and obedience, to spread the memory of Christ's passion among the faithful. Paul was elected superior general and died in 1775. St. Paul of the Cross, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day, Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the Church that she may adopt listening and dialogue as a lifestyle at every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. A part of today's long gospel is about a really key virtue, and that's the virtue of sincerity. And Jesus warns us very clearly not to be like a certain group of men who are dominated by insincerity. And they are, of course, the Pharisees. And in the gospel, Jesus says that the the leaven of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. In other words, it seems to be just what is essential to them, what is core to the Pharisees, is insincerity. And then our Lord gives us this line. He says, Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. Whatever you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed from the housetops. In other words, this kind of as kind of something that we all f- suffer from to some degree or others, just kind of sneakiness uh, and insincerity, uh, whispering about people, but not telling things them, telling things to their face, 
um, putting on a, an act, um, making a show, a show which is not us, an insincere kind of show. And all this is kind of hypocrisy. And it's a great danger. And it's, it's all linked to a condition that all of mankind suffers as a result of our very first parents, Adam and Eve. And if we go back to the story of Adam and Eve, we see something very interesting there. We're very sad at the same time. And that is the fact that before the fall, before their sin, they are so sincere. They're so sincere, Adam and Eve, with one another. They don't hide anything. And they're so sincere with God. And they don't hide from God. And, and the very fact that Adam and Eve are stark naked and have no problem with that is a beautiful way that we have, I suppose the Holy Spirit has, of telling us, look how sincere they are with one another. Literally, they don't need to cover up. They have nothing to hide. They have nothing to cover up from one another. Neither, neither are they hiding from God. They, they speak with God face to face, totally calmly, totally relaxed, totally at home. But once they commit the sin, once the devil has, has managed to kind of trick them and their pride has responded to that and their disobedience, the very first thing is this strange realization that they have that they're naked. Of course, of course they knew they were naked before. It wasn't that they were going around, oh my gosh, you know, I forgot to put on my clothes this morning. It's not like that. It's rather that their nakedness now became an issue for them. Now they have to cover up. Now they feel very uncomfortable being so kind of sincere, so visible to one another. They want to hide. And they hide behind their fig leaves. And that's the very first thing. But then, perhaps even sadder than that, is when God, we're told, comes through the garden at the cool of the evening. So, kind of nice time of the evening. And God comes, as, almost like strolling through the garden for a stroll, for a, for a chat with his, his great friends, Adam and Eve. Uh, when they hear him coming this time, they do something that they've never, ever done before, and that is they hide in the bushes. You can almost hear them say, uh, here, God is coming, watch it, let's hide. And they go hiding in the bushes. That reminds me a little bit of, I suppose, myself, and, and probably you too, the day that we discovered as children where are the contents of our mother's uh, purse in her handbag and we discovered that there was money in there and uh, we could pilfer it perhaps without her knowing. And, and that kind of changed everything in our relationship with our, with our mother or father. When we begin to do things like that, we can no longer look them in the eye and you, you feel like a little criminal because I suppose you are a little criminal when you start doing that. You can't look your mother or your father in the eye. And it's very like that with Adam and Eve. Before that, they're so like children, in a good sense, who are so at ease with God their Father, but now they hide from Him. And that is our, the kind of condition that we are in as a result of our sinfulness, this tendency to hide, to hide things from God, to kind of deceive God and deceive, and deceive one another. Many different ways, kind of a lack of a lack of sincerity with one another, or just playing, lying, or whatever, whatever it might be. This leads to a whole, a whole culture, really, of, of insincerity, which is very, it's a very sad thing. 
And we can see elsewhere in the Gospel why Jesus is so impressed when he sees a certain Israelite that seems to have been marked by his wonderful sincerity, his wonderful frankness, and that is Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel. Because you remember with, with Bartholomew, when he has been brought to Jesus for the first time, and Jesus sees him coming, maybe he comes around the corner, wherever they are in, in, in Capernaum, and he comes around the corner, and Jesus exclaims, almost, the impression, almost involuntarily, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Now that's the word that's used in some of the translations, guile. It's a word we don't use very much. But it's an interesting word, and it's the same word that we find when we talk about a person being very gullible, because a person who's gullible is actually guileable, easily deceived. And so Jesus is saying, Behold an Israelite in whom there's no deception. He's not out to deceive anybody. But Jesus is saying it like, this is an exception. This is very unusual, that, that not for the Israelites, but anybody of humanity, you and me, that we're not out to deceive. He's so sincere, so frank. And Jesus almost cannot help but praise this, this young man. It would be nice, Jesus, if, if you could praise us in the same way. If you could say, well, look, behold this person from wherever, and, and there is no... There is no guile in that person. There's no attempt to deceive anybody. Another little thing that we see in the gospel with Jesus is that very often the cures that Jesus works with somebody are preceded by an act of revealing. So I think, for example, of the man with the withered hand. The man with the withered hand, which must have been a very unpleasant thing. You can imagine the poor fellows. His hand looks like a little twig or something. And he's very embarrassed by it, which would be quite normal. And he hides it. He keeps it in his pocket or in his down his sleeve like Napoleon or something. To, so there's not, it's not visible. But Jesus asks him to step out in front of everybody and extend his hand. In other words, show it. Show his hand. Not to be afraid to manifest it. And when, 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 when the fellow's done that, then Jesus works the cure of his hand. And the truth is, Jesus, you do the same with each one of us, that our cure, our cures of our moral problems, our hidden problems, which are kind of almost like the withered hand, which sometimes call us or always cause us shame, the cure is revelation, revealing it. And where do we do this most but in confession, the sacrament of confession? There we go with a priest and we say the thing, we reveal it. Very clearly, it should be very clear, this is what I did. The thing that my withered hand, that, that perhaps causes me embarrassment or causes me shame. But here is, Lord. And then the cure is so simple. We're kind of undoing, we're undoing the sin of Adam and Eve. And we're returning, as it were, to that state before the fall of that beautiful innocence and that beautiful sincerity of Adam with Eve and Eve with Adam and both Adam and Eve with God. So we're restoring that beautiful, sincere, childlike innocence through our revealing ourselves to Jesus, through the priest in the sacrament of confession. Let's ask our Lord, let's ask our Lady to help us to grow in this beautiful virtue, which does us so much good. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. 
I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This liturgical day begins in just three minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, October 20th, 2023, Friday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church in prayer now as we begin this day of prayer led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. 
Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. My God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. My My God, God, do do not not reject reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. O God, listen to my prayer. Do not hide from my pleading. Attend to me and reply. With my cares, I cannot rest. I tremble at the shouts of the foe, at the cries of the wicked. For they bring down evil upon me. They assail me with fury. My heart is stricken within me. Death's terror is on me. Trembling and fear fall upon me, and horror overwhelms me. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, to fly away and be at rest. So I would escape far away and take refuge in the desert. I would hasten to find shelter from the raging wind, from the destructive storm, O Lord, and from their plotting tongues. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My My God, God, do do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. For I can see nothing but violence and strife in the city. Night and day they patrol high on the city walls. It is full of wickedness and evil. It is full of sin. Its streets are never free from tyranny and deceit. If this had been done by an enemy, I could bear his taunts. If a rival had risen against me, I could hide from him. But it is you, my own companion, my intimate friend. How close was the friendship between us? We walked together in harmony in the house of God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. As for me, I will cry to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening, morning, and at noon, 
I will cry and lament. He will deliver my soul in peace in the attack against me. For those who fight me are many, but he hears my voice. God will hear and will humble them, the eternal judge, for they will not amend their ways. They have no fear of God. The traitor has turned against his friends. He has broken his word. His speech is softer than butter, but war is in his heart. His words are smoother than oil, but they are naked swords. Entrust your cares to the Lord, and he will support you. He will never allow the just man to stumble. But you, O God, will bring them down to the pit of death. Deceitful and bloodthirsty men shall not live half their days. O Lord, I will trust in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you were rejected by your people, betrayed by the kiss of a friend, and deserted by your disciples. Give us the confidence that you had in the Father, and our salvation will be assured. And trust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Children, listen to my words of wisdom. Pay attention to my counsels. From the beginning of the book of the prophet Malachi. An oracle, the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. I have loved you says the Lord. But you say, How have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob, but hated Esau. I made his mountains a waste, his heritage a desert for jackals. If Edom says, We have been crushed, but we will rebuild the ruins. Thus says the Lord of hosts, They indeed may build, but I will tear down and they shall be called the land of guilt, the people with whom the Lord is angry forever. Your own eyes shall see it, and you will say, Great is the Lord, even beyond the land of Israel. A son honors his father, and a servant fears his master. If then I am a father, where is the honor due to me? And if I am a master, where is the reverence due to me? So says the Lord of hosts, to you, O priests, who despise his name. But you ask, how have we despised your name? By offering polluted food on my altar. Then you ask, how have we polluted it? By saying the table of the Lord may be slighted. When you offer a blind animal for sacrifice, is that not evil? When you offer the lame or the sick, is it not evil? Present it to your governor, see if he will accept it or welcome you, says the Lord of hosts. So now, if you implore God for mercy on us when you have done the like, will he welcome any of you, says the Lord of hosts? Oh, that one among you would shut the temple gates to keep you from kindling fire on my altar in vain. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept any sacrifice from your hands, for from the rising of the sun even to its setting, My name is great among the nations, and everywhere they bring sacrifice to my name, and a pure offering. For great is my name among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you behave profanely toward me by thinking, 
the Lord's table and its offering may be polluted, and its food slighted. You also say, What a burden! And you scorn it, says the Lord of hosts. You bring in what you seize, or the lame, or the sick. Yes, you bring it as a sacrifice. Shall I accept it from your hands? says the Lord. Cursed is the deceiver, who has in his flock a male, but under his vow sacrifices to the Lord a gelding. For a great king am I, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. This also you do. The altar of the Lord you cover with tears, weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards your sacrifice, nor accepts it favorably from your hand. And you say, Why is it? Because the Lord is witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have broken faith, though she is your companion, your betrothed wife. Did he not make one being with flesh and spirit? And what does that one require but godly offspring? You must then safeguard life that is your own, and not break faith with the wife of your youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel, and covering one's garments with injustice, says the Lord of hosts. You must then safeguard life that is your own, and not break faith. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. I made a covenant with Levi the priest. In it, I promised him life and peace. I filled him with fear, and he revered me. His teaching was true, and no dishonesty fell from his lips. The Lord has sworn an oath which he will not regret. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. His His teaching was true, and no dishonesty fell from his lips. A reading from The City of God by St. Augustine, Bishop. Every work that affects our union with God in a holy fellowship is a true sacrifice. Every work, that is, which is referred to that final end, that ultimate good, by which we are able to be, in the true sense, happy. As a consequence, even that mercy by which aid is given to man is not a sacrifice unless it is done for the sake of God. Sacrifice, though performed or offered by man, is something divine. That is why the ancient Latins gave it this name of sacrifice, of something sacred. Man himself consecrated in the name of God and vowed to God is therefore a sacrifice insofar as he dies to the world in order to live for God. This, too, is a part of mercy, the mercy that each one has for himself. Scripture tells us, Have mercy on your soul by pleasing God. Works of mercy, then, done either to ourselves or to our neighbor, and referred to God, are true sacrifices. Works of mercy, however, are performed for no other reason than to free us from wretchedness, and by this means to make us happy. And we cannot be happy except through that good of which Scripture speaks. It is good for me to cling to God. It clearly follows that the whole redeemed city, that is, the assembly and fellowship of the saints, is offered to God as a universal sacrifice through the great high priest, who in the nature of a slave offered even himself for us in his passion, in order that we might be the body of so great a head. He offered this nature of a slave, 
He was offered in that nature because in that nature he is the mediator. In that nature he is the high priest. In that nature he is the sacrifice. The Apostle urges us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, and as our spiritual worship, and not to follow the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of our minds and hearts, so that we may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect, the total sacrifice that is ourselves. By the grace of God that has been given me, he says, I say to all who are among you, Do not think more highly of yourselves than you should, but judge yourselves with moderation according to the measure of faith God has given to each of you. As we have in the same body many members, yet all the members do not have the same functions, so we are many, but are one body in Christ. We are each of us members of one another, having different gifts according to the grace that has been given us. This is the sacrifice of Christians the many who are one body in Christ. This is the sacrifice which the church celebrates in the sacrament of the altar, that sacrament known to the faithful. In that sacrament it is made clear to the church that in the sacrifice she offers, she herself is offered. With what gift shall I come before the Lord? I will tell you, O man, what is good and what the Lord asks of you. Only to act justly, to to love love goodness, and and to to walk walk humbly with with your God. God. Heaven and earth and all that is in them belong to the Lord your God. And now this is what the Lord your God requires of you. Only Only to to act justly, to to love goodness, and and to walk humbly with your God. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. The Lord tells us that everything that is hidden will be revealed. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord says to beware of the leaven, that is the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. It's from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. In the meantime, when so many thousands of the multitude had gathered together that they trod upon one another... Jesus began to say to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. I tell you, my friends, Do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. 
Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Honesty and sincerity, those are two things that are absolutely essential to the life of a Christian. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Jesus says, I am the truth. The Lord has the truth in all its fullness. The truth comes to us from Him. Christ's teaching, His life and His death all constitute a testimonial to the truth. Whoever has the truth is of God and hears the word of God. Truth has its origin in God. Falsehood has its source in opposition to God. This is why Jesus calls the devil the father of lies since he was the first liar. As a result, he who lies has the devil for his father. The church reproves not only the liar who by his lie hurts another, She also disapproves of those who lie for recreation or entertainment, as well as those who lie for the sake of worldly interests, and this even if no one appears to suffer harm thereby. The lack of honesty to be found in lying or hypocrisy, or in leading such a double life as insincerity involves, is a manifestation of interior discord. A man or a woman who lives like this is like a broken bell, discordant and out of tune. The Lord showed his appreciation for this virtue when he said of Nathanael, Behold an Israelite indeed, one in whom there is no guile. Jesus wants to be able to say this of every Christian. We live in an epoch which puts a premium on sincerity, and yet our era has become known as the time of the impostors, of falsehood and lying. Among others, the list of impostors includes those members of the press who, spreading scandalous indiscretions and slanderous insinuations, appeal to people's lowest instincts, gradually corrupting their moral sense. To the press, one could add movies, radio, television. These instruments, useful in themselves when handled by shrewd operators, bombard people with sounds and colors and hidden persuasion, which is all the more effective because of being hidden. Such media are capable, little by little, of making the best fathers hated by their children, of making white seem black, and vice versa. This is how the habits of thought and the customs of people are being transformed today. Whenever possible, we should use the means of communication to give sound doctrine to society as a whole. We should stress those ideas which have a transcendental importance for social progress the defense of life from its conception, the dignity of the family and of the person, social justice, the right to work, due concern for the weakest members of society. In many cases, we can communicate these ideas without difficulty by writing a letter to the editor or making telephone calls, by participating in opinion polls or on radio programs. These are means available to us for showing our approval or disapproval of a program or an article that either reinforces fundamental human morality or fails to do so. Admittedly, these are small measures, but many small measures can add up to a considerable impact on the media. 
As we conclude our meditation, let us go to Our Lady for her help so that we may live the truth at every moment. She will teach us how to let the truth be known by others. Under her guidance, we shall invite others to live a unity of life which is free from guile and hypocrisy. The liturgy rejoices with the song, You are all fair, O Mary, without original sin. In her there is not the slightest shadow of duplicity. I pray daily to our mother that we may be able to open our souls in spiritual direction and the light of grace may shine in all our behavior. Mary will obtain for us the courage to be sincere if we ask her for it, so that we may come closer to the most blessed Trinity. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. 
Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Let all men speak of the Lord's majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, holy city, he scourged you for the work of your hands, but will again pity the children of the righteous. Praise the Lord for his goodness, and bless the King of the ages, so that his tent may be rebuilt in you with joy. May he gladden within you all who were captives, all who were ravaged may he cherish within you for all generations to come. A bright light will shine to all parts of the earth. Many nations shall come to you from afar, and the inhabitants of all the limits of the earth, drawn to you by the name of the Lord God, bearing in their hands their gifts for the King of Heaven. Every generation shall give joyful praise in you and shall call you the Chosen One through all ages forever. Go, then, rejoice over the children of the righteous who shall all be gathered together and shall bless the Lord of the ages. Happy are those who love you, and happy those who rejoice in your prosperity. Happy are all the men who shall grieve over you, over all your chastisements. For they shall rejoice in you as they behold all your joy forever. My spirit blesses the Lord, the great King. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Rejoice, Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Zion, praise praise your your God. who sent his word to renew the earth. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. 
He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. O powerful God, it is through your Church, generously endowed with gifts of grace and fortified by the Holy Spirit, that you send out your word to all nations. Strengthen your Church with the best of all food and make it dauntless in faith. Multiply its children to celebrate with one accord the mysteries of your love at the altar on high. Zion, praise your God who sent sent his his word to renew renew the the earth. A reading from the letter to the Galatians. I have been crucified with Christ, and the life I live now is not my own. Christ is living in me. I still live my human life, but it, it is a life of faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Lord Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. Indeed, I shall shall cry cry out to him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord, the Most Most High, has done good things for me. Indeed, I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. We trust in God's concern for every person He has created and redeemed through His Son. Let us, therefore, renew our prayer to Him. Fulfill the good work You have begun in us, Lord. Fulfill the good work You have begun in us, Lord. O God of mercy, guide us towards spiritual growth. Fill our minds with thoughts of truth, justice, and love. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. For your name's sake, do not abandon us forever. And do not annul your covenant. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Accept us, for our hearts are humble and our spirits contrite. And those who trust in you shall not be put to shame. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. You have called us to a prophetic vocation in Christ. Help us proclaim your mighty deeds. Fulfill Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, fill our hearts with your love as morning fills the sky. By living your law, may we have your peace in this life and endless joy in the life to come. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. November is coming, the month of the holy souls in purgatory, and we invite you to send the names of your departed loved ones to be included in Relevant Radio's Holy Souls Novena in November. Just go to relevantradio.com souls. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.